Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, Director of Adhesive Sales for Bona Adhesives. I need a vacation. Sure? I need you a sure vacation, about that? Rob. You sure about that one? <laughs> well, that's funny you said that, Wayne. We yeah. are going on vacation. I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. You know, we're really, we say we're going on vacation, but I think only you are really going on vacation. I think I'm still working. So uh, I, I haven't planned a vacation yet, but okay. Well, we say we're going on vacation. That sounds normal. Normal yeah. people do that, right? Yeah. Some of them All right. do. All right. right. Well, here's yeah. a, here's a, here's an episode. I really think you're going to like. Let's take a look back. Welcome to another episode of on the floor. I'm Wayne Highlander, national sales manager, bone adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. All right, Rob. Uh, I thought today we'd talk about power drives and everything that en- encompasses working with a power drive. You know, back in the old days of doing floors, you, we had three things against the world, right? We had the big machine, we had the buffer, we had the edger against everything. You know, if had a herringbone floor, if you had a, what I call hallways running the wrong direction, we used to do a lot of work in San Francisco and it wasn't uncommon to see a hallway that was you know, three foot four wide by 40, 45 feet long going the wrong direction, going the short way. And you knew that you had to have your best edger on that job, you know, especially you're going to dark stain and maybe you're going to semi-gloss finish or whatever. Uh, that was going to be a challenging job. Did you install that job? Was that your install? It, 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 we did a lot of installs that way. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, a lot of remodel work back in the 80s where we, we put them back the way we got them. Just do it a little bit better. And um, so, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you had to put your best guy on that job. And, and that was a challenge, man. And back in, in this goes back before palm sanders and stuff, right? So you we put hand the best guy it. on the job for doing that? Yeah. So uh, it, was, yeah. it was one of your brothers? Uh, well, uh, could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. I like to think that I was. Uh, you would go for coffee or something, correct? No, oh, you'd no, go get no, sandwiches no. or whatever. Yeah, no, no. But I will tell you about going and getting sandwiches one time. Now, we, you know, my brothers are pretty tough guys, right? And uh, later in the career, you know, when now we've been working together about 10 or 15 years, you know, the rule was if you left a job site, you better come back with something, right? You know, you, you better come back with a absolutely. Coke Absolutely. Snickers bars or something. You better bring something back. Yeah. Something cold or hot to drink. Yeah. So never, I never, ever show yeah. up on a job site empty handed. No, no. But I did. I came back, it was hot, hot in October, summer in San Francisco, summer is like September and October. And it was, it was hot outside. I mean, you know, working hard and we're down to the hand sanding. Yes. Hand sanding part of the job. This is before anybody used orbitals, um, 60 grit. That's why everybody's hands were bleeding at the end of the, you get in the shower at the end of the day after hand sanding all day, man, your hands are on fire. You know, I'll give you a little, uh, I'll give you a little heads up about Pauline. Okay. She loves the rough hand back rub that she no, loves I it. Oh, I don't yeah. think you do. Yeah. Uh, well, she, I've, she I've, doesn't like the little office boy hands. She does not want a back rub from a national sales manager. If you know what I mean? No, really She wants a working man back rub. Wow. She wants a Good back knowledge. rub from a working man's hands. So just to, approached, just to give you a little heads up. I've approached the whole thing wrong then. Okay. Thanks for the yes. heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I've ruined, Pauline told me, please do not mention me on these podcasts. Really? Yeah. 
well, I've already sent the next gift, so, well, it's a little bit late then. That's all right. I, I got I, the burn I, pile I've, always ready. Okay. I've ruined a lot of my wife's stockings with uh, after all day of uh, hand sanding on the floors. <laughs> but on this particular case, I, did, I didn't come back with anything. You know, and it's hot and the guys are sweating and what have you. And I, I went to the distributor. I picked something up that we needed for the next day. And uh, I got back and my one of my brothers wrestled me to the ground and and put my hand on the ground while the other one got the eight inch drum sander out and with 36 grit on it and brought it up perilously close to my hand for not bringing anything back to the job. That's how you learn. It's kind of like James Bond and Goldfinger. Remember that yes, scene in Go? Yes, absolutely. Yes, brothers can be tough, man. The golden beam heading right for you know what. So that's but that's what we had back in the day, man. That was the technology, and and your mechanics had to be you know back then it was before uh, before belt sanders. We all ran drum sanders, and uh, you know just the way you loaded the paper on, how much you tighten it on. You know, talk about working through chatter and that kind of stuff, um, and uh, really taking care of your machines. But that's what we had. The technology we had a today, trainer. Man. We had a guy who trained guys on our crew. It really wasn't my dad or my grandfather or uncle. We had a guy who specifically trained people. A little French guy. Everybody hated him. He was miserable, but the guy was uh, a master of training. And uh, one of the things that he said when you were talking about loading paper is 60% of getting this machine right is learning how to put the paper on. Once you can learn to put the paper on correctly, the rest is pretty easy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's a big part of it. And we always say sometimes it's not the machine, it's the guy behind the machine. That's a whole nother. We can get into that in another podcast. Just What is itself. this power podcast about again? Power drives. Newest technology. You know something? The power drive. Let me give you what I, what I talk about at the schools with the power drive. Before we hear another Wayne and his brother's story. I think one of the biggest issues that guys have today is labor. Would you agree? There's no question. Labor. It's impossible to find labor. And then when you finally do find that labor, he's going to cost you money for the first six or eight months. You are not going to make any money with this new guy because all you're doing is training and fixing his screw-ups. And at the schools, we have a lot of first-time guys, a lot of rookies come to the school. And it's one thing that I'll show the owner of the company is right away with a power drive, this guy is making you money. Within two hours, he is an asset to your crew. He is knocking out floors just like a guy who's been sanding floors for 20 years. It's going to take him about two hours to learn how to do it right get it right in the paper and everything, the right direction and operation of the equipment. But that power drive, to me, is the biggest game changer, especially with the new guys, with bringing a new guy on the job. You said uh, the same thing. I, I When I first saw this machine, I said to myself, now you can finally start hiring guys. Because you're right, there's nothing more painful than putting a new guy on an edger. And if you're, you know, you're running a big machine, but you've got one eye on him the whole time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough teaching a new guy the trade. That hallway that I talked about going the wrong direction in San Francisco, where you, you could take the best floor guy in the business uh, versus a kid who's been in the trade for three months and have him do that same hallway, and the kid on the power drive is going to do a better job. 
uh, and he's going to do it faster. Uh, it's going to be flatter, and um, it's amazing that the technology. In fact, the first one that I ever sold was to my brothers. Uh, when I first saw it was introduced to us, I thought, man, this is this is a big deal. So I'm glad to hear you guys talking about it at the schools. Well, I, I to me, it's a game changer for, like I said, for your rookies, where labor is almost impossible now. Guys, I mean, you talk to every person, every company that comes to the schools, that's what everybody wants. It's labor. They can't get enough guys. They can't get good guys. They can't get guys to show up. Then when they do... Like I said, it's six months to a year before that guy is really going to make you money. Now, in two hours, that guy's making you money. One of the other things we love to show about the power drive at the school is how much edging you can eliminate with this power drive. You can eliminate 80% of your edging. When you set the machine up correctly, we can leave about an inch, inch and a half of edging. That's it. I mean, it's the closest thing to a real stand-up edger that I've seen since I've been in the business. Well, you talk about rookies, but I, I think there's a couple other camps here too. Uh, first of all, look at the, you know, it, I, I think a lot of guys probably saw this at the NWFA. I think they said the average age of the contractor today is like, what, 56 years old or something like that? You ever watch a guy edging all day or spraying adhesive all day and go to stand-up? What's the first thing they do? You kind of stand up slowly and just kind of straighten out your back. Well, this can add longevity to your career uh, by using the machine. Also, for guys that are perfectionists, you know, guys that want that super flat floor. You know, homeowners are more educated now than they ever have been, right? I mean, we'll talk about social media at some point later on, but, um, you know, the, the, the demands and the expectations uh, are greater than they ever have been. Um also, for the camp that wants to get the floors done quicker, I think it's a great tool for those guys, too. Um, you know, you were talking about wear and tear on your body. There's a few new machines out there. There's a few new machines that are trying to, trying to do what the power drive does, that planetary gear type uh, of equipment, like the power drive. The uh, I think one of the huge differences, and I, I know we probably shouldn't, Name name, so I'm not going to name what this other equipment is, but I've operated this other these other pieces of equipment, and I'll tell you what. My son asked me to, to be honest with him. He said, "You know, I want you to try this machine. You're at an NWFA school. Give it a try. Tell me what you think." And I came back to him and I said, "You will be dead by the end of the day running these machines." I could not believe the wear and tear on your body that these other planetary sanders have where running the power drive is people put cell phones on it and coffee holders. I mean, it's that easy to operate this piece of equipment compared to some of these other people that are bringing their planetary sanders to the game. Just the fatigue at the end of the day of running these. I ran one for about an hour and a half at an NWFA school. I thought my arms were going to fall off. I was blown away and I thought geez I couldn't imagine running that machine all day long and I heard it I heard the same thing from some guys who came to our BCC convention who wanted to take a look at the power drive and holy mackerel they said the same thing they said yeah I bought that new piece but nobody wants to run it it'll kill you where this is just so simple to run 
in in the past, you, you go to these retail stores, you look at these high dollar floors, these dollars that these pre-finished floors that the designers, everybody wants that look, that Saru's look, the wire brush look that we could never reproduce on site. Um, there's, there's a, you know, they would have to buy a pre-finished floor, but now they, you can now do that with a site finished floor. And so talk about the wire brushes and some of the, with the weights and some of the things that are going on with that machine. I'm fascinated. Well, when these. they, when they first brought that machine out, you know, it was the planetary type sander. And now we've found that there are so many other avenues to take it in. I was doing a class in Philadelphia and, uh, we were showing the wire brushing. That's one of the new uh, attachments for the uh, for the power drive. You get a set of wire brushes, and now with the weights and everything, that wire brushing is just you know amazing what you can do with this wire brush. But the amazing part with, like I said, I always want everybody coming to the school learn to make more money. So, anyways, I had we're showing the wire brushing, and I see these two guys who are just shaking their head. I mean, and so I thought, geez, that's look like a negative shake, you know, so I want to, I want to talk to him. So I go over, I go, so what do you guys think? He goes, I can't believe this works. I go, why? He goes, we wire brush floors. I go, oh, you do? I go, do you have one of these? He says, no, we wire brush by hand. Now he's talking to the whole class. He goes, we wire brush everything by hand. He goes, I, I do a lot of work on the Jersey shore and I said, well, what are you charging? He goes, 18 bucks a foot. I said, that's amazing. I know that's a lot of work, though, so I can see why you're getting 18 bucks a foot. You know, it's almost like doing hand scrape floors. So one of the students in the in the class said, well, now you don't have to charge 18 bucks a foot anymore. And the guy said, are you stupid? No, we're going to keep charging 18 bucks a foot. It's just going to be a hell of a lot easier. He goes, we already have the market. So, like I said, when I talk about people coming to the schools and learning to make more money, uh, this is just another avenue to make a lot more money and have a piece of equipment in your in your uh, arsenal. Have a piece of equipment in your arsenal that's going to make you some more money. So, Rob, you talk about wire brushing. Well, why don't you explain exactly what wire brushing a floor is? Well, wire brushing is... You have to look at furniture, okay? Flooring usually follows furniture trends. And the furniture trend over the last couple of years has been wire brushing, where you actually take this wire brush and you dig the soft grain out, leaving the hard grain pronounced. So you have that look of a pronounced hard grain, which is a little bit higher, and it gives you that textured look. So... When I talk about it, we follow furniture trends, I said that to Pauline one day, trying to be a smart guy and tell her, you know, how cool I am and everything that I know. And I said, you know, flooring follows furniture trends. That's why we're doing so much wire brushing now. I said, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen any wire brush furniture before. And she said, you know, you don't see a thing, do you? She goes, you haven't seen the two nightstands that's like a foot away from where you sleep? wire brushed. I said, no, I never really noticed that. I know. She goes, you complimented him. I said, well, that was just being a good husband, I guess. But you have to remember, and the same thing we're seeing with colors and everything, but we'll, we'll talk about that in another podcast. But that's what the wire brushing does. And it allows you to do the two-tone floors, give you that textured look. 
it's a trend, but you know, when you see these trends, jump on them because the first guy who spots a trend or a fad, those are the guys who are going to make money at this. The last guy who gets in on the wire brushing is not going to make the money that the first guy is making on wire brushing. I told Pauline your two uh, pieces on the side pieces on this by the by the better beautiful. You like those? So, Rob, the wire brushes. Uh, when you get a set of wire brushes, what does that encompass? I mean, there's I know there's four pucks on the bottom of the power drive. Is it, does the wire brush set come with four, or, or you just put no, them the on No, the wire brush kit comes with five pucks. Um, the fifth puck is to go on a, uh, it goes on a DeWalt polisher. Not a grinder, but a DeWalt polisher. And it comes with a, a cover and everything so you're dust free when you're doing this um, those wire brushes are gonna last probably around 7,000 feet yeah when you're doing the wire brush and you want to get a little bit of water on the floor not really water popping but what we want to do is soften the wood up a little bit and also it keeps the brushes cool uh, I know some guys have tried the wire brushing with uh, you know, some buffers and getting their own type of wire brush. But we really worked hard on finding the exact tine, wire tine to use. And it's really the the length and the spacing between the tine. And also by using it with the weights on the power drive, we get a much more aggressive cut without leaving any swirl marks or scratch marks. That's what's always blown me away was, you know, you would think to yourself, you know, you put a wire brush on the floor, hell, I don't want to put a 60-grit screen on a floor. It's going to leave swirl marks everywhere where this wire brush leaves no marks at all. Reason being is the length of the tine and the spacing between each tine that allows it to jump over the hard grain deep down into the soft grain. So, you know, we, we, we at Bono, we preach a system. And you know, with the, our stains are compatible with our sealers, our sealers and our finishes, our, our stains and, and all these different products and the sandpaper, uh, the wood filler. This is just another part of the system. I mean, that 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 uh, craft oils that are out right now, that look that the homeowners and the designers are after, this plays hand in hand of that. The guys that are trying to get that two-tone look or that ceruse look uh, with the craft oil, you just can't get that look without. And this is another, this is the $50 word. We never used to use the word texture when we talked to homeowners in the past about doing floors. You know, texture wasn't part of our, our vocabulary in this industry. You know, we sanded the floors. Uh, but now you're adding texture to the floors. And, and you can see people pick up the, the samples and feel them and feel the, that wire brush feel and that look and what have you. And it's so, it's a great look. And um, I was talking to a guy in the, in, where was he, uh, Cincinnati area. He goes, you know, I have to tell my guys to slow down. Uh, we're not supposed to make this this much money this fast <laughs> on the job is when we got the power brusher because they're charging so much money for the wire brushing. So, you know, we talked about you know, on the estimates and, and making money and coming away from the schools and learning how to make more money. I just think this is something you can add to your arsenal uh, with designers and architects that could really just really separate yourself from the pack. And Rob, just think back in the day, if you had a power drive back in, back when you were doing floors, how much less furniture you would have had to move. Covering up all those, putting the rugs down so no one would see the chatter marks and putting the putting the couches back for the homeowners so that all them chatter marks and stuff wasn't going to show. Yeah, I see where you're at with that. 
You know, you were talking about texture. And you're right. Nobody would ever think of talking about a textured floor. But there is another accessory for the power drive. The la latest one that came out is we now have steel plates. So yeah. where you were talking before about a textured floor, there is a ton of people out there that do not want to see any soft grain dish out. I mean, I remember a job I did back in the 80s. I came walking up the stairs and I just caught that hallway perfect in the sunlight. There was a window at the end of the hallway. And it looked like it looked like a mortar range. I was shocked how much soft grain dish out I was doing using the screen. I felt it. You couldn't really feel it, but boy, you could really see it. But back then nobody really cared. You know, it was 40, 80 satin poly and bad lighting, and we were off to the races. But now I'm watching this with my own kid. Not my Rebecca, but with my son, because I have three kids. Um, we now have this steel plate kit. And what the steel plate kit does is give you the ultimate perfect flat floor. No soft grain so, dish out at all. So now you're talking my language, because this is something that uh, I, you know, um, that's my signature on the floor. My floor will be dead flat. That is, that is, I mean, that's my goal on every floor. And uh, I, I don't care what the homeowner thinks. I, as a craftsman, I want my floor to be dead flat. And the steel plates are a huge asset in this. In fact, my brothers were already fashioning their own steel plates because of that. Uh, we just try to take it up another level. And uh, I, I think the steel plates has been a huge addition. Also, the weights. If people had the power drive before the weights or if they're not using the weights on the power drive, man, that is a game changer. Uh, that, that puts that power drive on steroids. So great tool. I'm super excited about it. Anytime you see, you know, like you say, it's for maybe we call them rookies for, for guys who are just getting in the trade, uh, for perfectionists, for guys that want to have it easier on their body, for guys that want a smaller learning curve when start making money on their apprentices quicker. Uh, just all around great machine. So, you know, there's so many other things that we didn't even get to talk about. Parquet floors, herringbone, stair landings, yeah. all those crazy, long, those huge closets, you know, long closets that you can't get the big machine in. The ones that run the length of the wall in a room, you know, those ones that sneak up on you when you don't see it during the estimate. Um, the, you know, the other thing about the power drive, it's two machines in one. You can take the power drive gear driven plate off and put a regular buffing plate on drop the handle and now you've got a buffer so it's it's two machines it really is two machines in one that's one of the things we also try to show at the schools too you know rob you're right and how, how about a, a kitchen that's 130 square feet on a diagonal with an island in the middle you know which is a which you're, you're caught between edging uh, around those islands and between the island and the, and the stove or or very little use with a big machine now you can just Leave the big machine in the truck. Isn't that usually when you'd leave the job and, you know, go get coffee or a sandwich for everybody? That's But I've learned when you do that, there's an art to leaving the job. Tell me if about the, this. Yes. Yeah, here's, here, here's how you leave a job. So you look at your watch and you say, oh, I got to go. And then you first three steps out the door are very hurried and rushed. Like, you know, this guy's on a mission, you know, he's got something he's got to do. And then you can get in the truck and, you know. 
relax a little bit on the way to the next job while your guys are working away. There you go. So, My dad used to call it, I, hey, I got to get going. I got to go check out another job. Yes. That was his big, I, I need to leave. Got to go check out a job. <laughs> hey, Rob, so if you want to learn more information about the power drive, how would I do it? Uh, well, one of the things you can do is go to our Bona Professional YouTube channel and uh, watch some of the videos we have about the power drive. The other thing is go to your local Bona distributor or contact your local Bona rep, your territory manager, and you know he'll get you one tryout on the job site. I appreciate uh, all your uh, your input on this. As I said uh, before, I wouldn't want to do this podcast with anybody else, and and you got a wealth of knowledge and what have you. So appreciate it. And uh, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Please stay tuned next week for another episode. 